Hello and welcome to the Wrestling Newspaper Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel. How's everyone doing today? I'm going to be honest, myself, I'm a little bit ropey. It was a big weekend this weekend. I was out for most of the weekend. Um, it was a bit of a struggle getting through fast lane last night, but I ploughed through it. I'm going to do my best to do a decent review of the show today. Thought I owed it to everyone, all the listeners out there, to get a review up. So yeah, so last night it was Fastlane. It was the last pay-per-view on the road to WrestleMania. Um, I thought it was a real mixed bag. There were some really good matches on the show, but some I just wasn't a big fan of some of the booking. Obviously, if you enjoyed the booking, then that's fair enough. So I've seen... Some things online where quite a few people have quite enjoyed the booking, but for me, I, I just wouldn't have done how they did it. Um, so yes, yeah, so we'll we'll get into the show. So basically, I actually missed the pre-show. I always like to watch the pre-show. Um, it just gets you like back. You're not back into the groove of what's going on after you've not watched wrestling for what? Well, WWE for about four or five days catches you back up, but. Apparently, the clocks had changed in America, and we've been out all weekend. I wasn't aware of this. I don't know if you can tell there's a bit of oomph to my voice today as I was shouting my lungs out all weekend. So, yeah. So, I missed the pre-show. I only watched the about 15 minutes of the pre-show. I caught the end of the New Day versus Rusev and Nakamura match where the New Day pick up the win. So, I can't really comment on too much about that match. But it seemed like a decent match, just your typical pre-show match. Usually, I would have. I prefer it when you get a bit of the 205 live action on the pre-show, or even on the main show for that matter, but there was nothing here. Um, obviously, they've decided to concentrate on the main stuff going into WrestleMania. Um, so the show itself, it opens up with the Usos versus Shane and The Miz for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Now, this is the third, I think it's the third time we've seen this match on pay-per-view. Yep, because Shane and Miz won at the Rumble, Usos won it back at the Chamber. So I'd, I'd probably say out of the three, this was possibly the worst match of, of the bunch. Um, obviously, the other matches were helped by some big Shane McMahon spots. Wasn't really much of that in this. Um, obviously, there was the they did a big spot where Shane and I think I don't know which Uso it was. I can't. I don't know. They bumped into each other in midair, which was a bit of a bizarre collision. But as we all expected, the end of this match came with The Miz sort of messing up, he listens to his dad, and after encouragement for his dad, he goes up to the top rope, attempts a frog splash, one of the Usos rolls through and gets the pin. After the match, we get the angle that everybody knew was coming, Shane turns on The Miz, turns on his dad. Um, I, I, mean, I can't remember, it's been a long time since we've seen Shane McMahon heel, so it's going to be interesting to see how they go with this. Not really sure if another heel. We just got Stephanie and Triple H sort of baby faces, and now we've got another McMahon turning heel. Shane versus Miz with Miz as the faces in the match. I particularly want to see it at WrestleMania, but I thought they did the turn well. I thought it was done okay. They dragged it out enough to the point where you thought, oh, is it actually going to happen? Um, so they did. They did a good job there. Um, but yes, yeah, so Shane, he turns on The Miz, gets all these MMA moves out. I'm not sure if he applied them as well as you might expect from a, someone who is into MMA. But nonetheless, Shane on turns heel. The Usos pick up the win. We're going to be getting Shane against Miz. I'm guessing, well, they're going to do it at WrestleMania, aren't they? But the Usos win. We went for two stars on this match. So 
But one of my complaints about this was, I think I put it on Twitter, I always witter on about this. The start of a pay-per-view, the opening match is critical, especially with WWE fans who, they, they, they can be a fickle bunch at times. Fickle. They can be a fickle bunch at times. And you're in the hometown, you've got the guy out there with the Cleveland, I love Cleveland t-shirt. And to have him lose the match and then have his partner turned on him, it's just a bit of a bit of a downer to start the show. That just reminded me, I love the spot where Shane ripped the Isle of Cleveland shirt off the Miz and wipes his, the sweat off his face off. I thought that was a great little spot. But yeah, so it's the crowd are already on a down here, so they need to be picked up, don't they? The crowd are like, oh, the guy we really wanted to win lost, lost his partner as well. Let's pick him up. What does WWE do? Let's send Elias out. And let's get him out there and get him to troll Cleveland. We'll get him to say that LeBron left Cleveland because he wanted to go to the Lakers. Just talk about kicking an audience while they're down. So this was stupid. It was unnecessary. Obviously, it built to what happened later, but it was unnecessary. The crowd didn't need to hear this. And then what's the reward after this? After they've had the hometown hero get turned on and lose, they've been at the pistol cart of them by Elias, we get... Oscar versus Mandy for the SmackDown Live Tag Team titles. The crowd, they were as dead as a doormat for this match. This was a... The match on SmackDown they had a few weeks ago was okay. This was not okay. This was a poor match. Oscar tried her best, but Mandy looked quite sloppy. The main takeaway from the match was Sonya, who missed her cue to look under the ring to cause the distraction for the finish. She was at the wrong side of the ring, and it just was so awkward and bizarre. The camera basically shows her, lift the apron up, and nothing happens. Nothing comes to it. She was at the wrong side of the ring for this as well, which just made even more finish, more annoying. But the match ends two minutes later when Sonya this time lifts the apron up at the right time. Mandy saw slips on the rope, on the apron, sorry, and Oscar kicks her and fully kicks her. Like she proper takes her out for the win. One, two, three. I think the match went about six or seven minutes. It was a really bad match. For me, I'm sorry. I like I like Mondi. I think she's got potential. This just showed she wasn't quite ready for this spot. She she didn't look good here, I don't think. But she's got a lot of time to improve, hasn't she? So Oscar wins. This was a bad match. It was a bad match. And it was a one-star match for me. We've gone with one stars. So to carry on with the line of thinking of this sort of... If, if you're the crowd, you're thinking, wow, this has been a bad start to the show. And then we go backstage, and they get picked up. Vince puts Kofi in the triple threat match for the WWE Championship. What the crowd wanted to see, they were buzzing about this. Or so we thought. Kofi Kingston gets to the ring, and Greg Hamilton alerts us that this is not going to be a triple threat match. This is a two-on-one handicap match. Oh, are they trying to destroy this poor crowd? A two-on-one handicap match. And they're just going for this Daniel Bryan booking. Daniel Bryan was... Kofi Kingston is basically Daniel Bryan here. And the bar of the big show in Kane. Do you know what I mean? Where they get they get the two guys that people aren't really caring about. Just squashing the guy that they really want to see win. The crowd were not happy with this. They're chanting, this is boring. The silent and chanting, this is boring for a match involving probably the hottest star, except Becky for Becky Lynch, well, except for Becky Lynch. In the company at the moment, the crowd are quiet and chanting, this is boring. Only WWE would be able to book something where this ends up happening. 
just honestly, I'm trying not to be too critical because I, I actually quite like the way they're going with the card for WrestleMania. I think the card's good, but this it's just terrible booking, terrible card layout, and terrible booking. The bar hit their finishes on Kofi, and they put one foot over his chest. This guy is probably going to main event WrestleMania, being one of the main events, and you're having the bar who are. What are they going to be doing at WrestleMania? Maybe they'll probably be in the Andre the Giant Battle Battle Royal, and just just it just why why the crowd they're fuming about this they're fuming about this they don't want to see Kofi done we had what we had the New Day try and make the save they get beat down by Nakamura and Rusev but whatever that's irrelevant. You've had, in the opening to this show, you've had The Miz, the hometown hero, lose. You've had a terrible Oscar versus Mandy match. You've had a pointless in-ring segment with Elias where he buries them. Then you've had Kofi Kingston destroyed. And then, Kofi Kingston is back out. And he's shitting on the crowd some more. It's like, at this point, it's like he's narrating the show. It was, oh, what a bad start to this show and there I'm, I'm hanging out my arsehole I'm rough as anything I'm thinking what am I doing here 24 hours ago I was out in the middle of town here I am 24 hours later I probably had a couple of hours sleep I've had about two red bulls about 12 coffees and I'm trying to plow through it and I'm thinking what why am I doing this to myself so anyway, next we got a match I was looking forward to. It was Ricochet and Alistair Black versus the Revival versus Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. Now this match, it was... I'd, I've not actually got the time written down, but it was far too short. I was worried that they might do this and not give it much time. But... And they didn't. And it was the match. It was a bit slow, I thought, for the first six as well. For the first opening, for the first two-thirds of the match. A bit slow. And just the crowd started getting into it. It's getting great the last two minutes. The spot's being hit everywhere. Ricochet does some crazy moves. They weren't one of them weren't that crisp. But anyway, so just as we're getting into that, thinking, yeah, this is picking up. It's getting up to about the three-star level now. It's enjoyable. The revival hit the shatter machine for the win. And that's it. The crowd were silent. They was like, what? Was that it? This match was on its way to being great. If you'd give them another five minutes, we could be talking about one of the WWE matches of the year. But Instead, they cut off. I'm guessing it was probably just under 10 minutes. Someone can tweet me with the time. That would be great. Um, but yeah, the Revival, they win with the Shatter Machine. I went for three and a quarter stars. It was it was good, but it's just some, it's something you would have been... You've, you'd have expected to see a match like this on Raw. It was a television match. But yeah, so three and a quarter stars for that. Next, at least we didn't get Elias back out. Another heel going over. Do you know what I mean? The heels have gone over in every match bar the Oscar match. But next we have Joe versus Ray versus Almas versus Truth. If this is the US Championship, we've been advertised Ray versus Cian Almas. And that match, I was looking forward, although it was on the pre-show, I was looking forward to that match as much as anyone. I don't know why WWE think they can get away with changing the cards so much. I'm going to lay this out on the line for you. Going into the show, we thought we was getting Ray against Almas, Yeah. That could be great. We thought we was getting Kevin Owens against Daniel Brown one-on-one. We thought that could be great. People might have bought the show and bought tickets for the show wanting to see those two matches that were advertised for days. And at the drop of a hat, WWE just... Oh, whatever. But we'll just change it now because we don't know where we're going with our storylines. We book day-to-day, literally day-to-day, hour-to-hour. We book like this, so... We just change it. I've never known a road to WrestleMania where the matches are just getting changed so constantly. There's just it's like they don't know what they're doing usually we know all the matches before the set in stone and we just build them with this it's they're just booking one night to the next um 
So yes, we get this Fatal 4-Way. It's a rematch from the Fatal 4-Way that we saw on SmackDown. This, for me, I've seen a lot of praise for this match. It was it was there. It was okay. It was a few sloppy bits at the beginning. Um, it, it was fine. It was, it was your three-star level good TV match. But people are making out this was a great match. That it was not. For me, at least, if you enjoyed this match... I was listening to what Danny's podcast, um, A Beer With Danny on Friday night, and he hit the nail on the head. It really winds me up when people, you'll give an opinion, people are like, oh, you can't think that, you're this, you're that. It's like, if you enjoyed this, every credit to you, I'm not here to bury, I'm not saying your opinion's wrong, I'm just giving my opinion. And it, everyone, sometimes people give their opinions in wrestling world, and people have to be like, oh, if you think this, you're a scumbag. None of that. None of that. You embrace everyone's opinion, even if they are wrong. <laughs> um, but yeah, so if you've not checked that show out, by the way, check it out. As yeah, it was it was a really good show that Danny did the other night. Um, so yeah, so Joe wins this match with a cold key and a clutch on Ray. Why is Ray losing so much? They've signed him to this big deal, and why is Ray losing? I, I don't know. Not for me at all. Rey Mysterio. I want this Rey versus Alm. If I'm not getting this Rey Almas match on the pre-show, stick it on WrestleMania. As honest with you, I wasn't too fussed about it being on the pre-show because at least they might get more of a spot at WrestleMania if it happens. What they might give them ten minutes if we're lucky. So yeah, I went for three stars on this match. Yet again, we have another heel winning. Next, we have Nia and Tamina versus Bailey and Sasha for the prestigious Women's Tag Team Championship match. I'm going to get into this. It was shit. Sorry, I don't want to try and swear less on the show. It was a bad match. Sasha and Bailey tried the best to carry these two. It just didn't work. It wasn't a good match. The match ends suddenly when Bailey hooks Nia's leg for the win. We didn't need this on the pay-per-view. Left, leave it on Raw. We don't want this sort of stuff on the pay-per-view. I know they want to get the tag team titles onto these shows, but... Not a pay-per-view level match for me. After the match, we have Beth Phoenix and Renee Young. Another note, Renee Young. Like, I know you're like, oh, it's the women's revolution. Cut says she was terrible all night on pay-per-view. Really bad. There's rumours that she's going to get cut. Now, if this was a man who was commentating like this, people would be giving him the coach treatment, the JBL treatment. But because it's a woman... Because they're happy that a woman, which every right, I mean, there's women out there that could do a great job on commentary. Renee Young does not do a great job on commentary. She's a great interviewer. She's a great host. She's not a commentator. Shoot me down now, but she's not a commentator. And she showed it here. Um, Beth Phoenix, she's not a commentator. But how is she? Ugh, let's not get into how she's the WWE Hall of Famer. But the basically, I was hoping we was going to get Lita and Trish against Bailey and Sasha turned up. No, for some reason, unbeknownst to me, they are building up a Nia and Tamina versus Beth and Natalia feud. As some people have tweeted me, having a go at me, saying, oh, why, why are you criticising this? People are looking back at this Beth Phoenix and Natalia team as if it was like the greatest thing since sliced bread. Beth Phoenix, let's get this straight, when she was in WWE, the women's wrestling wasn't worth shit. Do you know what I mean? She was she was she was alright. I'm not sure why she's a Hall of Famer. She was okay. Do you know what I mean? She was she was fine. But I have no interest in seeing Beth and Natty reunite at WrestleMania. People, WWE fans, I think they seem to forget history and they like to rewrite it as something different to what it was. I guarantee if Twitter was as big as it was, say seven, eight years ago when Beth was in WWE, people would be complaining about her. But yeah, so we're building towards Nia and Tamina against 
Um, Natalia and Beth, maybe against Bailey and Sasha at Mania. Nah, not for me, not for me. But yeah, so Bailey and Sasha get the win. I think I would probably went. I've not got it written down. I probably went about a star and a half for this. It it was shit. Next, we have the WWE Championship match. Daniel Bryan versus Kevin Owens. We get the video package before. No, it's Mustafa Ali is added into this match. I felt so, so sorry for Mustafa Ali. Let's wind you back four weeks. He was going to be in the Elimination Chamber. He was going to get that Kofi Kingston spot. And possibly, you can't know for sure, but probably Kofi Kingston. I mean, Mustafa Ali would... Would have got over completely being in that Kofi Kingston spot. And he could even be where Kofi is now. Potentially getting the title shot at Mania. Instead, they've got everyone wanting Kofi in this match. And not having him go out there was just... It was a kick in the teeth for people. And they send poor Mustafa Ali out there. Not only to rub it in that Kofi's essentially been given his spot. They have him go out there and just be put into the position where he they knew he would be getting booed. Do you know what I mean? They knew this. Why would they send him out there and do this? This really did no favours for Mustafa Ali at all. I felt like this was sort of how Rey Mysterio was treated. Maybe not quite to that extent. When he was sent out there at number 30 in the Rumble in, was it 2014, 2015? Probably 2014, when everyone wanted Brian, they sent out Rey. If he was going to put someone in this match, have it be a heel. Why are you sending out baby faces with a hell of a lot of potential? And putting them into positions you know that they're going to be getting booed for. Do you know what I mean? If Vince is a heel, why is he picking two baby faces in Kevin Owens and Mustafa Ali and putting them into the spot that they wanted Kofi Kingston? Do you want your baby faces to just get ruined? Honestly, I felt so sorry for Ke- even Kevin Owens, but particularly Mustafa Ali. Didn't need to be in this match at all. We're getting... We're getting... We want Kofi chanted at Mustafa Ali. I'm just thinking, no, why? This booking... I'm sorry you think I'm shitting on WWE. I love WWE. But the booking for this, it was just... It was terrible. It was terrible. Awful stuff. Um, So, yeah. So, we're getting... This is how bad WWE have booked a show, yeah? Right. Where we are getting boring chants for a Daniel Bryan and Kevin Owens part of a match. Boring chants for two great workers... They actually, to their credit, turn it around. Because these three work the match of the night. It was a really good match. Credit to them for riding through this crowd. Now, as I I tweeted out before all this, you go back and check the Wrestling Newspaper Podcast Twitter. I warned them about this. I tweeted saying, I've been mentioning it on this show from my notes. I was saying, don't do this. Don't get the crowd pissed off going into a match like this. Don't be doing it. Because they're going to get even more pissed off. And as I say, the match, it was a really good match. We got your typical Eric Rowan interfering. Ollie's killing himself for this match. Some crazy spots. I'd love to see a Mustafa Ali ricochet match. Love to see that. That would be insane. Um, but yeah, Ali does great. Um, the match ends when Brian, Ali does a dive and Brian catches him with the knee in midair. It was a great spot. Great, but I really like this match. This match would have been higher than four stars if the crowd had been into it. But instead, I've got to be at three and three quarters because people, the crowd just weren't into it. And it really, really affected the match. And I felt sorry for them because they went out there and they busted their ass. Um, Daniel Bryan wins the match. We've gone three and three quarter stars. Next, 
Becky versus Charlotte. Becky Lynch, the most over... I can't be bothered with running because as I'm sure you can tell my voice is messed up. Becky versus Charlotte. If Becky wins, she gets into the three-way, well, into the match, making it a three-way at WrestleMania. I could run all night on this. Becky comes out with a crutch. The crowd are dead. <laughs> How have WWE booked a match where a crowd are dead for Becky Lynch? They're dead. They're dead completely. Um, why would you have someone go out there with a crutch in a match? Charlotte has Becky in a figure eight to end that. I'm not even going to get into the start of it. Let's just get get through this because I can rant on it for ages. I don't want to. It was terrible booking. Again, terrible booking. They've messed up Mustafa Ali with the booking. They messed up the Kofi Kingston booking. And now they've messed up Becky Lynch's booking for this. They'll probably recover from it on Raw tomorrow. Charlotte has Becky in the figure eight. Ronda... Every, if you've not listened to Martin's elite talk show about Ronda, it's brilliant. He, he rants a bit, but he brings up... There's a lot of swearing in it, but he brings up some fantastic points that you should go and check out that show. It's the first episode of Shoot Talk. It's on the wrestling newspaper feed, so go and check that out. But yeah, so the match ends when Ronda walks out and just punches Becky once in the face for the DQ, and Becky wins the match via that DQ. What a cold and flat match. The match maybe went less than 10 minutes. Nothing's happening. And Becky Lynch, the babyface, is smiling at getting being put into the WrestleMania main event with a DQ finish. You really don't know how to book babyfaces. <laughs> We've been saying this for years, but if this needed any more proof, he can't book Kofi Kingston. He can't book Becky Lynch. without. You've got to go for them. They've got to lose their matches. You've got to get sympathy on them. <sighs> Just book the baby face to be strong, please. But no, we get this. It's cold and flat. I'm getting sick of talking about this, to be honest. WWE have booked the match where Becky, a Becky Lynch match is dead. And that's that. Becky Lynch wins via DQ. She's going to WrestleMania in three-way. They could have done a million different things for this, but they chose not to. They hindered themselves by having Becky with a crutch before the match. They booked themselves into the corner. They paid the price. Becky wins via DQ with a flat ending. One star this match gets. It was bad stuff. We get Elias back out talking shit. This poor crowd. This poor crowd. They must have hated this show. Honestly, this was probably not a fun live experience. Elias is out talking shit. Randy Orton hits an RKO out of nowhere on him. And AJ hits the phenomenal forearm when Randy Orton turns around. Best segment of the night. It was bam, bam, bam. Got you hyped for Styles versus Orton. The inevitable inevitable clash at WrestleMania. Probably the best segment of the night. I enjoyed this. So yeah, they did this. That's all they needed doing. Nice little segment. Next, we have the main event of the show. I felt like this match, it went a bit too long. A bit too long, but credit for WWE, I thought they booked this right. Apart from the timing, I thought it was booked right. We had Ambrose and Rollins sort of take out the other two in the match. Baron Corbin did fine in this match. Him and Roman worked well together, actually. Um but yeah, the match fin- finishes, I think, I, you know, at this point, I'm not going to lie, it was about 3 o'clock in the morning over here, I was dying a slow, painful death, the Shield get the win, I'm pretty sure it will have been, it was Roman Reigns who got the win, and this was a really good match, really good match, probably, for it, it maybe not the best wrestled match, but it, it was probably the best booked and the best wrestled match combined on the show, and we went for three and a half stars for this match. 
as I say, it was a really good match, really good moment. I'm really glad that they didn't do anything to sort of like hinder. I mean, they didn't hinder um, by having, say, Ambrose turn on Roman, none of that. Do you know what I mean? It's just the match finishes. We get a good feel good moment. Finally, they give these poor buggers in the crowd a nice feel good moment to end what otherwise has been a pretty sad night. It was a. It was a sad night. We get the nice ending at the end, so at least something good came out of this show. Um, and glad I'm glad Roman's over. There was no booze or anything. Part of me feels like it might be a matter of time. I hope I'm wrong because you, I just don't trust WWE fans. Um, but yeah, this was really good. Three and a half stars. If if I'm telling you to go and check anything out on this show, you go and check out Shield versus Corbin Lashley and Drew, and. Probably the Brian's Owens Ali match because that was pretty well wrestled. Everything else I thought this show was badly booked, as I've already stated. Um, so yeah, so I'm just going to quickly run through our star ratings for the show. Now, people, people will complain about star ratings, right? And I can get that totally. But for people who I've always said, for people who don't have time to watch the full shows, yeah, they can just look at people's star ratings. Think, yeah. I'll check that match out. No, that match isn't worth my time. So I'll have a quick rundown of the star ratings. Usos versus Miz and Shane, two stars. Oscar versus Mandy Rose, one star. Kofi versus The Bar, one star. The women's tag, one and three quarter stars. The three-way tag, three and a quarter stars. The fatal four-way for the US title, three stars. Brian versus Owen versus Ali, three and three quarter stars. Charlotte versus Becky Lynch, I've, I've written down one and a half stars, whatever. I know I said one star, but whatever, they can have one and a half stars. The Shield tag, three and a half stars. So, yeah, as you said, there was a lot of what I consider bad matches and bad bookings on the show. That's why it's just for me, it wasn't, it was, it, it was the worst WWE show since. I can't really remember that far back, but Survivor Series was okay. It was a great double main event. TLC was a good show. Royal Rumble was a long show, but there was a lot of good things on it. And I really enjoyed the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. So yeah, for me, this was the lowest WWE pay-per-view in quite a while. Um, if you check out anything, check out the Brian owens Lee match and the Shield tag. Um, I'm going to read out the results of a few polls that we've stuck up on Twitter. Just shows what I know. I put rate the fast lane pay per view. This is on the at Wrestle News PAPR Twitter. So basically, we've just asked you can either vote for a five, a four, a two to a three, or a zero to a one, with obviously five being the best. So 4% of you gave this a five star show. So you, you're probably saying that's a great show. Not many people thought that. 47% thought this was a 4 out of 5 show, which you'd probably class as what a very good show. Clearly the 47% who've gone for that weren't out till 4 o'clock on Saturday morning. <laughs> well, Sunday morning, sorry. But yeah, so for me, unless I watched a completely different show, you, you might have lower standards than myself. I disagree with that, but I'm not going to criticise you, yeah? I'm not going to say you're an idiot for thinking that. If you enjoyed the show, I am glad. 2 to 3, 42%. That's probably where I'd go. I'd probably give it a 2 out of 5 myself. So I'd be with the 42%. And then 7% of you clearly was out till 7am on Sunday morning. Who've given it a 0 to a 1. Match of the night. The match of the night poll. The winner was Daniel Bryan versus Mustafa Ali versus Kevin Owens. Well done to them. They rid through the heat they got from the crowd. 
and they did a really good job. Them three should be proud of themselves, busted their asses. The, the fact they got match of the night, when you, if you said to me at the start of that match, they're going to get match of the night, I would have said, wow. But every credit to him. Daniel Bryan is unbelievable. Mustafa Ali is great. Kevin Owens is good. Yep, really good stuff there in that match. So, yeah, so we've run through the polls for you. Um, as you can tell, my voice is struggling to keep going. But <laughs> I'm going to try my best just to sort of wrap up. I'm just going to talk basically about... Um, Check out, we've got, obviously, the new podcast that I think you've heard that Martin is now not doing Elite Talk. This is due mainly down to some... We've had a lot of feedback on his show saying that people want him to be talking about WWE, not just AEW. So we've listened to our lovely listeners and we've decided that, well, Martin can do shows on everything WWE, AEW, whatever Martin wants to talk about on the Shoot Talk program, podcast, whatever you want to call it. He can do that. So he's going to be doing shows every Tuesday and every Saturday, unless it's like something crops up. So I'm guessing on a Tuesday, he'll probably be talking about stuff that's happened on Raw. He's not going to narrow it down to Raw, but he's going to be talking about things like, probably to do with Raw, like I said, and other news that are on a Tuesday. But obviously, on a Tuesday, most of the notes in wrestling is about Raw. And then he's going to be doing on the Saturday show, which will just basically summarise what he feels like shooting on over the weekend. We've got Danny from the House of Honor podcast. He's been delivering two great shows. He's at the House of Honor pod. Follow him on Twitter. Um, we've got, obviously, a big show this weekend with Ring of Honor, the 17th anniversary show. I'm sure Danny will be doing a review of that show, hopefully, this weekend, if you can get around to it. If not, early next week. Um, so make sure you follow Danny for that. And then we've got Sean on the Impact Zone podcast. We're going to be uploading, the, we've had a bit of delay with this show, but the Impact Zone podcast is going to be back within the next week. We've got some great stuff lined up for you as we recap TNA from 2005. Finally, I want to end the show by just talking about our proud sponsors. We are proud to have these guys sponsoring our show. It is at Cerebral Customs. Now, these guys are making unique Funko Pops. There's some out there that aren't out there on the market, so check him out on Twitter. It's at Cerebral Customs. And if you use the promo code Wrestling Newspaper, you will get 10% off your first order. So make sure to go and check out Cerebral Customs on Twitter. It's at Cerebral Customs. That's the Twitter. The Instagram is at Cerebral underscore Customs. That's for Instagram. So go and follow him. Go and get your orders in. Do you know what I mean? If you pay days at the end of the month, get them there, get them in the basket, get them ordered. Everyone loves a good Funko Pop. So we would like to thank those guys for sponsoring the show. Now, that obviously, you can tell by this, my voice is struggling to make it to the end of the show. I'm going to do my best to keep going. So, Fastlane is in the books. We've obviously got a few weeks now leading to WrestleMania. We're going to WrestleMania. We're going to be doing the Wrestling Newspaper Diaries it's going to be a vlog that we're going to be putting shows out on YouTube every day. So make sure to check that out. It's going to be great for you. Obviously, if you can't go to WrestleMania, we're going to be uploading footage that you can't see. We're going to be at Access. We're going to be at Madison Square Garden for the Ring of Honor New Japan show. We're going to be at Raw. We're going to be at SmackDown. We're going to be at WrestleMania. We're going to be at Rev Pro. We're going to be at the WrestleCon Super Show. We're going to be at Baseball. We're going to be at Basketball. We're going to be everywhere come WrestleMania weekend. So, stage followers on YouTube. Just search Wrestling Newspaper Podcast. So, they're the plugs at the end of the show. As you said, check out all the latest shows. Um, we're going to be doing some shows this... Well, a show this week on 
The New Japan Cup, I'm upset I've not been able to talk about this today. I wanted to wait till my voice was better. We were up to day four of this, of the New Japan Cup at the moment. I myself have only watched day one and be catching up with that. And we will be doing a show on the New Japan Cup later on in the week. Don't forget to look out for Elite Talk, which will be tomorrow. The House of Honor podcast, which will probably be at the start of next week at the weekend for the Ring of Honor's 17th anniversary show. See, I think that's everything I wanted to spoke to. Fastlane is in the box. As I said, I didn't think it was the greatest pay-per-view. It was okay. There was a lot of bad stuff on the show, but it was like every WWE show, you could take something good out of the show. But that's it. My voice, I don't think it can last any longer. Blackburn Away has completely robbed me of my voice. I need to catch up on some sleep. But keep posted to the wrestling newspaper Twitter. Look out for all the new uploads of the shows coming out this week. I say we've got loads of stuff coming this week. So check that out. Listen to some of the old shows. Subscribe. Just subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. You'll get the automatic updates of when our shows come out an hour an hour or two after. You'll get the notifications so you don't have to miss anything from the Wrestling Newspaper Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the show. I'm off to go and recover my voice, as I have said. See you later, everyone. <laughs>